0: This
1: is Reception Perception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon.
0: Hey, you know what? Speaking of uh, points per game, I just got to ask, what's up with the Bucks right now? They're, they're scoring the sixth fewest points per game. And I, I think we talked about this maybe even a month ago, where it's like, Tom Brady looks... Normalish, you know the Mike Evans looks normal-ish Chris Godwin obviously returning from injury and getting healthier and stronger and stuff and everything looks like kind of sort of like what we've seen for the last couple of years but it's just not as effective and again the sixth fewest points per game Matt 18.2 per game they are scoring fewer points would you believe than the Carolina Panthers They are a tier above, and I say they are a tier above, they're a tier above the Steelers, Rams, Texans, Colts, and Broncos. Those five teams are the only teams that they are outscoring per game, and we know those five teams are an absolute dumpster fire when it comes to the offensive side of the football. And then right above that, it's Tampa Bay. That's a weird
1: thing for Tampa Bay to live in right now i'm i'm still kind of struggling a little bit to find like an answer to to why yeah. this is um you know like the mike evans tom brady connection has been weird all year like you know mike evans had some drops here and there but like also there's just been times where like they're like not on the same page from uh, mm-hmm. from like a rhythm standpoint on deep routes especially and it's like damn you guys have been playing together for a minute and like having having big games Together, Right. Like in in playing in big, you know, playing, playing in big moments too. And like, I don't know, it's bizarre that the timing has been off uh, between them. Now, now one thing that's definitely true. um, I mean, just plain as day, their run game stinks. And, and like (laughs) they're 32nd right now in rushing or EPA per rush. Um, they're 29th in rushing success rate. They've been a bad, bad run team all year. And look, I don't think it's all Leonard Fournette's problem. I don't think Fournette looks as explosive, and obviously he's hurt now, but I don't think it's all Leonard Fournette's fault. I think there's... A, we know there's offensive line injuries. I've talked about the witchcraft curse with Giselle and all that. And like, t- <laughs> yeah, t- Hey, offensive yeah, linemen, keep, offensive <clears throat> linemen keep getting hurt, brother. Like, I mean, that keeps, that's a <laughs> that's thing that does is. keep happening. Tristan worse now hurt for three to four I weeks. Know, he's going to miss time. They've had issues on the offensive line and they've had issues on the interior, which I think has been a big problem with their run game. Cause you know, they're weirdly insistent on like first down runs all the time and and weirdly like trying to set that run game up, but it's not effective. It's not efficient. You know, Brady is still getting the ball out really fast. So there's just like some minor things here and there that you would think like, okay, well, they can't get their run game going, but like they're, then their receipt. It's like nothing is really firing at all cylinders because I think like, okay, if their run game wasn't working, but then their pass game was like a nine out of ten they'd be fine, but they're not. They're like a maybe 6 out of 10 right now, 7 out of 10, because Godwin hasn't been healthy all year. He's just now getting into, like, legit form. Evans has had big moments, but then he's had these weird games where it seems like they've been off off the same page. Julio Jones has been hurt. Remember when they signed Russell Gage? Russell Gage has been, like, hurt basically all year, too. So um, I think the the one thing about the Bucs that's definitely true, and these are always true about Arians' offenses, and Byron Lefkowitz, for the most part, has – just run an Arian's offense with his own mm-hmm. a little bit too much, too many first down runs. <laughs> um, They mostly are, those plays are mostly like our guys are better than your guys plays. You know, like we're going to sure. run go routes. We're going to dunk on you. We're going to run post routes against like cover three. And we're going to, we're just going to dunk on you up the seams. And Evans hasn't played that well. Godwin is not a hundred percent. Julio Jones obviously is not a hundred percent. Like they don't have guys that are, better than your guys guys you know they're tight end like I think Gronk huge loss right that's clear huge I think that's been a big problem for them is that they are just they're not that good personnel wise their run game stinks and I think that's just where we're at
0: I would love to see what this offense looks like if they just give full-on starter minutes to Rashad White because dude that guy can play man Uh, I've been saying it since the preseason. I've been on it for a long time, but man, this dude can absolutely play. And I think he provides an, an athleticism upgrade at running back. Um, And I think Leonard Fornitz, I think he's a capable back, you know, Um, and he's great in pass pro too. Like his blitz pickups are great. Yeah, sure. Um, But that being said, it's like, as you mentioned, man, like they got to get something going on with the run game, especially with the fronts that they're looking at right now. Um, And, I just, I don't think Leonard's the answer, man, but I'm just still, but at the end of the day, that, that should, should be like a secondary concern. Should it not? You know, when you got mm-hmm. Tom Brady, Mike Evans, or Chris Godwin and whoever you got a tight end or whatever, it's fine. You know um, I think Kate Otten's actually been playing pretty good football too. Um, but at the end of the day, it's like, you got those three guys on your pass game, uh, you got to make it work, you know, and for them to be, scoring the six fewest points per game. That's I, I did a double take. I was shocked when I saw that I was shocked when I saw that the Carolina damn Panthers are scoring more points
1: than than the Tampa Bay bucks, man. It's crazy. No, I mean, you, you, you surprised me with that one too. That's for sure. Um, the one thing I'll say though, well, for one, I think like Rashad white was, he was fine uh, against the, the Browns, but like, you know, you get 60 yard or you get 64 yards on the ground against the Browns. And it's kind of like, okay. Like, you should, crush the, you should crush the Browns. You should crush uh, the Browns. Right? I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. But, you know, I, but they, and they gave him 70% of the team rush attempts. Uh, yeah. I just think they're just never – and, like, that – but that's a good game for, for the Bucs, like, at this point, yeah, right? Like that's, that's a, what I'm saying. But, like, that's a good game on the ground for the Bucs, and they, like, that shouldn't be good enough. I know they average like, he averaged, you know, 4.6, 4.5 a carry, whatever, but, mm-hmm. you know, right now, th- this year, they're eighth in terms of uh, neutral pass rate, like – and especially on early downs, like they have definitely been, they have definitely been a team that just they try to establish that run game on first down. They're one of the highest first down run teams in the NFL, especially adjusted to like expectation. You know, they previously have been like number one in pass rate over expectation. And obviously, I, maybe you could say, hey, Bruce Arians had a little bit more um, impact on the game plan than we might want to admit, right? Like they yeah. put Bruce Arians in this front office role. Now Byron Leftwich totally has the thing to himself. And and now I think we're we're kind of seeing the results of, of that maybe that he's – he's again, he's been very insistent, even in like press conferences, been kind of combative about people questioning the first down runs and like what that has to do with play action, stuff like that. So um, I don't know. I, I think that they're just a little conservative. I think Todd Bowles is definitely a more conservative coach than oh, Bruce Arians is. Jesus Christ, of course.
0: Yeah. Yeah, like don't, that was don't his, you wa- I mean, that was his big thing, right? Like when he was with the Jets, like it, the the offense was so stale because it was so conservative.
1: Yeah, don't you watch that team and think like this looks like a team that has Tom Brady and Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, but is like trying to establish the run game and trying to keep like the offense on schedule and trying to keep like, you know, these close games stuff like that. Like they don't really try to
0: blow right, exactly. anybody
1: away. And and I right. feel I feel like it's a little bit of I just something, Something's like disconnected there, right? That's, yeah, that's kind of right. how I come back to it.
0: Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting.
1: Go to your happy place for a Got your
0: happy price, price line. So we we talk about Leonard Fournette, okay? There was an eight-game stretch here between weeks two and nine, okay? He averaged not three, okay, but 2.78 yards per carry. That, Oof. my friends, is so bad, it's shocking that he maintained the starter position there uh, at running back. So yeah, when you talk about Rashad, when I'm get, getting gassed up for Rashad White and like his, you know, again... Pretty good, but not like amazing 4.6 yards per carry average against Cleveland. And I get that Cleveland's one of literally one of the two or three (laughs) worst rush defense. They're so bad. They're they're horrific. But but when you're looking at 2.8 versus 4.6 yards per carry, that's why I get excited. And that's why I'm saying, and especially out of the backfield too, like catching the football, he adds an extra layer of juice too. Uh, does Rashad White so I I don't know I'm really excited about um, the prospects and like dude Todd Bowles has got to make that call man like if you want to start winning these football games and really putting yourself in a position uh, to make the playoffs and and you know playoff positioning even um, you got to make some hard decisions dude you got to look at some veterans you got to look at Leonard Fournette and say bro you are not playing well we got to sit you down, man. Um, and we got to give this rookie a chance. That's what I would do. Uh, if I was the head coach there uh, for the bucks. Uh, all right, let's move on. Um, I want to talk about Trevor Lawrence a little bit. Did we see a little bit of a breakout game here, man? I thought he played great football um, and especially down the stretch. Obviously he played great down the stretch um, and beating the Baltimore Ravens. That, that last sequence, man, that was just so baller, man, that, that two point try, that throw on the two point try. I mean, people in my studio didn't appreciate it enough. I felt like I was going bonkers on the side. Like I was like, yo, that was an awesome throw for the win for the win.
1: That was great, man. That was good stuff. Yeah. It was awesome, man. Um, I think Trevor Lawrence is, you know, not been like as bad as people think, you know, I think he's been, he, he certainly hasn't been like great. Right. You know, he hasn't right, been right. 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 He hasn't, he hasn't lived up to the hype of like generational prospect better Correct. than Andrew, you know, a quarterback like Andrew Luck, but Correct. to act like he's been a bad quarterback, I think would be a little disingenuous. You know, he kind of has just been, he's been fine, but he also really lacks like signature moments. And I think has been, he's had some turnover issues late in games. So for him to sort oh, of yeah. slay that dragon there, that's a great thing to see. That's like, okay, you've, you've got, You've, you've got something going here right like you've got a you've got a situation where you know maybe you could build something on that right because that was just a great drive you know less t- about two minutes 10 seconds left on the clock you go 10 plays you would get the two point conversion it was a great series uh of just plays back to back you know back back to back to back stack on top of each other that for trevor Lawrence area. like I said a guy that is lacked in signature moments i think is really that that's something like, okay, that's the defining moment so far so far of um Trevor Lawrence's career. Look, the Ravens have problems on offense for sure. They're not a good team on offense. They've got real big issues over there. But like beating an Man. AFC contender like that, that's a big moment for a guy like Trevor Lawrence in that Jacksonville Jaguars roster. That you know, they've still got problems of their own offensively. Like I, I <laughs> I know Zay Jones has like a big game. He has like twenty four targets in the last two games. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, come on, man. What? No, no, no love. Come no. on, bro. I mean, come well, on. Okay. I'm, he's an NFL player, okay? He's an, he's NFL, an player.
0: NFL player. Player. Oh, come on, man. Eleven catches on fourteen targets for one forty five. Come on, not like that's great, like yeah, great. That's got to be slightly above just like replacement level, dude. I mean, that's, that's, that's a tough line right there.
1: 11 for, I mean, uh, talk, talk to me, talk to me about all of the other games this year, right? Yeah, okay. Like uh, outside true. of the yeah, one, okay. the one other Fair big way. one or something. I mean, yeah, it's just <laughs> like these outside receivers that he's working. Christian Kirk, great player, good slot receiver. You know, yeah. um, I think they've got really good designed concepts on like, um, you know, some of the stuff they got to hasty on, even as a receiver was really I exciting. I, yeah, you know, yeah. Travis Etienne goes down or was played you know they played it cautious i don't know if i buy all this like travis Etienne. like oh we could have just put him back in the game we just decided not to buy that yeah i don't buy that at all yeah, um no way. but man some of the concepts they had in the playbook for jemichael hasty was like yeah travis Etienne was about to have a real big game for himself so um yeah. Yeah, but, but other than that like again zay jones can be like somebody's three he could be a fourth you know third receiver something like that but he's like their best outside receiver right now and that's I that's mean, your guy marvin yeah, yeah. Your guy Marvin Jones, he can <laughs> still make those great catches when he's never open because he's never open. But, like, yeah, yeah it's just, there's still some issues with that um, receiver core. Just a great moment for Trevor Lawrence, for sure.
0: I'm just happy that you've at least moved Zay Jones up to, like, a three because I think you had Zay Jones as, like, a, a capable four. And I'm like, that, that seems a little low, you know? <laughs> <laughs>
1: like, yeah, I, I, know, I know. I know. Well. <laughs>
0: All right, so at least he's moving up. He's moving up. He's he's, he's yeah, now he's a capable up. three. Yeah, he's now a cap- <laughs> now he's a capable three. All right, cool, yeah. cool, cool. He's All going. Right, at, he's trending up. Trending in the he's right, trending right direction. The, he's trending in the right direction. It's, this is good. I like it.